Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bulletproof Marketer. I am your host, Christopher Tompkins, uh, CEO of the Go Agency. Uh, so glad to be back with you. It's been a while. Uh, I've been extremely busy uh, with our agency. Lots of really cool things going on there. Uh, so we've been in the greatest hits of the Bulletproof Marketer for the last few months, but I'm excited to tell you all that we are getting back on our regular podcasting schedule. So we'll be putting out new shows every single week for you to listen to. Uh, and um, again, if you have any ideas or any content, uh, content or concepts that you'd like me to tackle, please feel free to reach out to us via um, the Twitter account that we have for our show. And also, if you'd like to sign up for our daily email um, newsletter, which is an insider TBPM special newsletter, go to our website. It's gosalesandmarketing.com. Again, that's gosalesandmarketing.com. There'll be a pop-up, sign up, and there you are. You're in. Um, so you'll get the inside track of all the content that I'm sharing on this show ahead of everybody else listening. So you're going to be on the inside track. But again, this is the first time that you're listening to our show. Pretty much the Bulletproof Marketer is all about talking about digital trends and strategy through a no bullshit lens. The optics here are right, cutting right to the bone and telling you the truth or the insider's take on a lot of the topics that you're going to be seeing out um, around digital marketing, whether it be social media, email, content, SEO, whatever. We'll cover all of that stuff here. So again, if you have any questions or you want me to talk about a topic on an upcoming show, reach out via our Twitter channel. Um, it'd be great to hear from you. So um, over the past few months, like I mentioned, we were um, sharing some of our best of episodes. And one of the things that has come up is LinkedIn. And that was one of the, um, we, thank you all for your comments, by the way. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's really nice to hear, um, you know, your feedback on the show and that you're enjoying it and then you're sharing it, which is kind of the, the deal here. This is a pay it forward podcast. So this is all about trying to um, help you better understand and navigate your way through the digital landscape. So uh, one of the main overriding comments that I got is, hey, do you have more information on LinkedIn that we can share or any updated information on LinkedIn? So that's what I want to focus on today's on today's main segment of our show coming up. Um, I want to tackle um, a subject that's been gaining a lot of momentum um, through your comments, but also just out there um, in conversations that I've had at trade shows and just with other companies for B2B or B2C is how LinkedIn can be used to market your company. Uh, and it's a really interesting topic because it's one that's very close to my heart. I love LinkedIn. I've always loved LinkedIn. It had a little bit of a dark period, um, which was right when Microsoft had acquired it. Um, but it's back, baby. And man, is it better than ever. So I'm going to be talking about that shortly. I'm going to reveal some of the top features that you need to know about, as well as some strategies that can really help you level up your LinkedIn approach, ASAP or ASAP, if you don't like spelling. So folks, before we jump into that, I want to go through some of the headlines um, of some late breaking stories. And in this segment, I just want to go through some things that I've pulled out from our actual daily newsletter that I think are good things to highlight in terms of uh, things you should know about or maybe look into with a little bit more detail. So the first one that we have is shopping. Just got some more fun with Pinterest. All right, so get ready, Pinterest users. Uh, this platform's about to get even more shoppable. Um, all, well, and fun 
is what they're to they're they're touting fun. I I, I don't know fun yet. Well, we'll see about that. But it's going to become more shoppable than ever before thanks to Shuffles, which is Pinterest collage making app. Now, one thing I want to say about Pinterest is that this poor site doesn't get the uh, the clout that it really deserves. You know, it's not, it doesn't bring instant success to a lot of people. It is something that you got to invest some time into, but Pinterest is a great platform, especially if you are selling anything in terms of e-commerce or um, things for your website, which is why I wanted to kind of highlight this because I know a lot of you out there had some, uh, you know, e-commerce based questions. So Pinterest is the first one. The shuffle is what you need to pay attention to. Um, but you know, the shuffles aren't just about shopping. It's also about the fun aspect. I'm doing quote fingers. You can't see, but just know that I am. Uh, Pinterest is telling us that shuffles are going to bring interactivity, which is going to make the whole entire, uh, Pinterest experience a little bit more enjoyable. So Gen Z is going to be curating fresh and trendy content and then quickly making a marketplace of shoppable ideas. Yeah, sounds pretty interesting, right? I mean, it sounds like a kind of like a live brainstorm, if you will. Um, but what's different is that you can shop all of the individual cutouts used in the shuffles by uh, just tapping on them. So you'll be able to view the brand, the price, and any other metadata, along with similar products, just to inform the perfect purchase, either for yourself or for your um, for your target audience. So you know, Pinterest has 450 million monthly active users globally. So, you know, it's really invested in continuously enhancing the shopping experience. So, you know, soon every pin, also videos are going to be shoppable. So will this make the buying experience more enjoyable for you and your customers? I mean, the jury is out. Uh, you know me, I lead with glass, glass half empty, I guess. Um, just from being in the game for so long, I understand how all of the, it, when when uh, when a platform makes an announcement and uses a lot of exclamation points, I immediately have all of my uh, radars up on that on that announcement uh, just to make sure that it isn't full of bullshit. But in this case, uh, it sounds like they are trying to evolve the platform, which is, is definitely needed uh, because I do feel like interest has waned at large because having 450 uh, 450 million act monthly active users. That's an interesting number, I would say. I mean, read between the lines on that statement. But if you have an e-commerce shop and you're looking for other opportunities or ways that you can reach your target audience, please don't count Pinterest out. It's uh, it's you know it's part of the mix, and whether you like it or not, it does have some wonderful features that will be helpful to you. Also, that all content would be soon to be shoppable is is pretty attractive. Um, it's just another opportunity for you to, you know, level up your sales. Plus, the one thing that I won't get too far into, but just to mention is that the Pinterest advertising platform, if you're able to find a Pinterest advertising specialist, this could really be a good investment of your time and, and budget. Now, the reason why I say finding a specialist is that Pinterest Targeting and Pinterest advertising is just a little bit different, and it does take a little bit more know-how and care. So if you were doing it for the first time, find an agency that specializes in it or offers it as a service, because that will then help you realize your goals much faster and also not waste a lot of your money so that then you can find out what works. And then if you want to take it internally after that, go for it. So Pinterest 
It's getting the shuffles going. It's going to get more sales going, supposedly. So something to check out. Then we have the latest Instagram feature. Great. Not another one, said everybody. But in the latest news from uh, the Instagram headquarters, it seems that this social media giant is uh, tinkering with some ways it displays reels on the app. Now, reels, as you know, is the is the is the more TikTok esque content that you can get on uh, Instagram. So short videos, basically. So some users are now starting to see the full length reels playing within stories instead of just having to tap through where you can see the whole um, situation. Now here's the deal, stories are really quick and brief and now they're putting longer form content in the stories. Does that mean that that is how it's going to be forever? No, but it could mean a change. And you know, so there's they're trying to remove the frustration and making sure that no one misses content. I guess that's the thought process behind it. Or is it they're looking at TikTok um, stampeding all over their video content and taking away a lot of their users. I don't know. It sounds a little bit more like that to me. But of course, uh, this change isn't just about making things more convenient for us scrolling addicts, right? Instagram is clearly focusing on Reels as a way to boost user engagement and retention. Um, so with the rise of content sharing and stories and DMs, it just makes sense for them to explore ways to integrate um, it's different functionalities into, into different, uh, you know, highly visible methods. So some people are going to argue, you know, Instagram is just copying features of other apps like TikTok, but that's just nothing new. Uh, let's just be real. Instagram wouldn't, wouldn't do it unless it worked. So, um, I would say on this one, you know, I do think you need to pay attention to video content. And I, I'm sorry, everybody, everyone hates doing it. It's really tricky. It is really tricky. It's tricky for agencies. It's not, it, you know what I mean? It's not just tricky for you. So if you are struggling to get into even starting short form video, skip this story and move on. But if you are trying to find connective tissue between like a video content campaign, this is something that's been food for thought. If you're developing a short form video uh, campaign on TikTok, for example, that you're putting out on the channel or through advertising, whatever, that content can also be utilized um, in Instagram Reels in one shape, way, shape, or form. So if it's getting more play and you're getting more views on uh, your Reels because they're being shared as stories as well, that's a better benefit for you too. So just something to consider um, and keep your eye on. Do I think that they're going to roll us out to everyone tomorrow? No. Um, maybe not ever, but they are testing it, which means that they are worried about the content being buried. So I think that Instagram's probably doing this to kind of make sure that everyone understands that they are also a video sharing application. They're more than just like quick little tiny stories and grid posts. So there you go, Instagram. Uh, then next up, we have um, a LinkedIn uh, a LinkedIn story. Um, which is the latest LinkedIn trends for recruiters. So recently LinkedIn's published a new report on the latest trends in recruiting. And I, some of the highlights are really interesting. So uh, first off, one thing I want to mention to you is that LinkedIn puts out lots of different reports. It's a really good idea to kind of keep your eye on them because what they do is they share with you ideas of th what things are going to be coming and new announcements of things that are available to you. 
So there could be a really wonderful LinkedIn marketing aspect or, I don't know, tool or widget or something that's on your account that you didn't even know existed. For example, when LinkedIn rolled out the creator mode, that if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go search for it and turn it on on your profile. But a lot of people didn't even know that they had that. And they had that capability for months. And just by using a couple of the features in that mode, you can um, you know, exponentially increase your engagement, visibility, authority, lots of different things. So, but LinkedIn's not sending you an email blast and sending up like fireworks to let you know, or a couple flares towards your house. They're going to just do it. So it's nice to be ahead of the curve, but kind of dialing this these commentary back to focus on the recruiting trends. The first, it's it, it, there's no surprise that the pandemic has had a significant impact on the way the people approach their their working careers. So the report really highlights how economic uncertainty has affected the recruitment process, uh, with employers focusing more on skills first hiring and internal mobility upskilling rather than just filling roles. Now that's that's a lot different, um, especially if you are in HR and you've seen the trends that are happening. You can agree with me there. The next thing is there's there's some fun there's some fun cool stuff that's in this report. Um, it's uh, generative AI. So the report discusses how this technology is going to impact recruiting. And you know while it may sound like fancy sci-fi crap, it's actually already being used by some companies to automate resume screening as well as candidate matching. Now, generative AI is a little bit challenging because you have to set it up properly to predict, you know, the outcomes that you want. But it's something to uh, know that's out there and available to you. Uh, then the next one is that, uh, oh yeah, the report also touches on employee branding. And that's, a, that's essential for how a company presents itself to potential candidates, especially on LinkedIn as well. So with more and more job seekers using LinkedIn to research companies before applying, it's, it's important for employers to have a strong and appealing brand on the platform. Um, also, the report provides valuable insights into the current recruiting landscape and how it's changing. So whether you're HR, uh, an HR professional or just curious about LinkedIn trends, it's there's something uh, for everyone to take away from that. So you can definitely check that new report um, on recruitment trends. It's available on LinkedIn. You can very easily find it by doing a search. So those are the top stories that we have for this episode. So Pinterest is going to give you more shopping opportunities. E-commerce companies set up and take notice. Instagram is going to be um, finding ways to make the video on their site more visible. So now, again, it's another, it's another indicator that video is something that we need to figure out in terms of our content strategy. And finally, LinkedIn has um, new recruiting trends, meaning that if you are trying to do recruitment through LinkedIn, there are new opportunities for you to engage with your audience in real time. So pretty cool. So three positive stories for you, except for the video, because I know that everyone has their own conversations about that. And I will talk more about video creation on another episode. That was something that a lot of you had mentioned that you wanted me to talk about, uh, which is kind of like, how do I do this? It is challenging, but there are methods for you to um, employ. So hopefully in a future episode, I could, I'd be able to tackle that whole subject matter. So you have everything you need. Okay. 
moving on from our breaking news, we're going to be talking about the wonders of LinkedIn. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. So let's let's do a little bit of a dive into LinkedIn and talk about why it deserves a second look, no matter what your target audience is. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is LinkedIn is not only for B2B. Now, this is the the way that um, I want to... I want you to reframe how you look at LinkedIn because a lot of people think that it is a B2B platform and that's it, that's it, that's it. Now, what, and my audience isn't B2B. I'm a consumer brand. I am going after, uh, my target audience is um, housewives and single income families and um, people with pets and, 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 and. Know what I say to that? Awesome. That's great. Wonderful. Who are you doing deals with on a larger nature, on a higher scale? So let's think about this here. We have this what, this, this, platform, this social media platform, which is LinkedIn, that basically has a database of everybody globally that signed up, of course, that with their title, with their full resume, pretty much, with high indicators of what they're interested in talking about and what they're looking for. And they're on a platform that is networking based. So if this is true, what else is true? The people that you're, if you're an e-commerce person and maybe you also um, sell to different chains of stores like a Target or a Walmart or something like that. Those people are available to you on LinkedIn. You can find the buyers from these retailers and, and thousands of other retailers that you can get in front of. Can you get in front of them easily? I never said this was gonna be easy, folks. I'm telling you that those people are there. Those people can see your content. They can be messaged by you. They can see that you are a serious individual with a very strong reputation. These are things that can grease the wheels to start a conversation. So what I'm saying is that a lot of people, as soon as I say LinkedIn, turn it off because they're like, that's not my goal. My goal is to make money and to sell my widgets. But my thing is that if you're able to sell a million widgets in one go, as opposed to a thousand in one go, wouldn't you be interested to in how to do that million deal? I'd be interested in that million widgets deal for sure. So how do I do it? Well, this is where LinkedIn comes in and really does shine. So there's lots of different things that you can do on LinkedIn. Let's just talk about like the mechanical elements of it. Um, there's, diff there's different features per feature. Haha, a feature and a feature. So first thing, let's go to the LinkedIn company. Okay, LinkedIn company page. What are your opportunities there? The opportunities there are for branding. Okay, you're able to brand there. You can put out great content. You can share it. You can create a company newsletter. You could share your company blogs and articles. And of course you can post updates just like everybody else does, but make sure it's you know a little bit better and then you'll get more eyeballs. Or will you? Now this is where LinkedIn company pages have something else that's really useful. They do have an advertising feature. So if you're on LinkedIn, me, Christopher Tompkins cannot place an advertisement, but me, the Go Agency can place an advertisement. So if you wanted to, you can get all that content that you've worked so hard to put together and reinvest in it 
by putting maybe a few advertising dollars to boost the post. Then you'll get a larger audience. You'll get more engagement. Perfect, right? That's a little, that's a little secret on how some companies are getting uh, the engagement that they are. Now, another way that you're able to do, to get more eyeballs, because here's the thing, if you're just, if, for example, if I'm, if I get a client and they say, I'm just going to have you work on the LinkedIn company page, but I don't want any other LinkedIn work done. It's missing a really prime opportunity. Now, the prime opportunity is this, the, an individual's LinkedIn profile has many more opportunities to engage than a company does. Just think about Facebook, right? Facebook, you can't really do a whole hell of a lot as your own page. But from your own account, you can do everything. You get to see everything. You can join groups. You can talk to people. You can do all this stuff. You can't do that with a, with a Facebook company page. LinkedIn's no different. You can't communicate with anyone unless you're responding to something that's been posted on your account, just like Facebook. So you have those same limitations, but there are additional publishing opportunities. Like I mentioned, newsletters, articles, that kind of thing. That's great. Now, the one thing that you can do if you're looking to really kind of level up your LinkedIn company is you can do an employee advocacy program. And basically, well, essentially what that means is that your employees are going to be sharing your posts to their account. So they can be sharing, they can like, they can react, they can comment, they can do whatever they want. Every single piece of engagement that happens on that post will definitely algorithmically affect you positively. So the only downside is that if you have 66 reactions on a LinkedIn company post and 65 of those people are obviously from your company, it looks a little weird for the outside world. So you do want to get a mixture of them. You want to get a mixture of employees, of course, it's nice to see they support your company because it looks like they believe in you, which then shows credibility, shows authority, et cetera. But then on the other side of it, um, when someone's clicking on who liked this post and look through, looks through the reaction, which they can do very easily, they're seeing a mixture of people. It's like, oh, wow, it's not just their employees. Like these guys really have a, have a reach. So just something to think about. Um, but that's kind of where it ends. Now, one of the things that you're able to do on your LinkedIn company page that I just want to highlight, it's a really cool feature, is that through the um, analytics or the back end, you're able to add direct competitors that can be on, it can be monitored automatically on an ongoing basis. So you can go into your account, open that little competitive analysis tab, and then take a look through everything. It's pretty interesting because it's LinkedIn is one of the most challenging platforms to work with because the third-party tools that you would use maybe for publishing or scheduling or for anything that you want to plug in for data or reporting, LinkedIn blocks so much of it. So pulling a LinkedIn report, especially if you're dealing with a person's report, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's impossible. Um, but with company, yeah, you could pull that data which is great, but sometimes your scheduling tools won't work or some it, it's something, there's little glitches right, left, right, and center with third-party apps. My biggest tip when you're dealing with LinkedIn and you're dealing with LinkedIn company is to do everything on site as much as you possibly can. That just reduces the, um, the error that you could have, especially on links because sometimes LinkedIn is really finicky with it. So sometimes you will post something and get it scheduled. It looks absolutely perfect and you're excited. And you've just posted, you've already scheduled um, 75 other clients' posts 
on LinkedIn. And then the one that you just did for your client doesn't have the link or for your company doesn't have the link. And your boss is like, where the hell's the link? Why are you posting it without the link? That's because LinkedIn is a little finicky and sometimes it does that. It's also cut off posts. It's also removed tags. It's also doing all of these things. So if I were you to give you just a very, very short piece of advice, try the manual scheduler on LinkedIn company pages. I think it really will help you circumvent some of those issues. But then that's it, folks. That's the end of the line. So it's posting, engaging, um, advertising, and that's about it. Those are the main things that I would focus on. Of course, you can create product pages. You can create a lot of, uh, of additional things. If you have a really strong advertising strategy, I think those are really super important. But if you're not, and you're just trying to build engagement and visibility, those pages just add more noise to your profile. I don't necessarily know the direct benefit. And that's me being honest. Um, I don't really see that when clients have a product page that they're that they're getting tons of engagement and also that anybody cares about it. So now let's talk about the linchpin. The linchpin is always going to be the LinkedIn profile of the person because that's going to give you the ability to do a lot of different things. Now, again, what you're able to do is you can, again, post posts, obviously, articles, also newsletters. All of these things are available, but you can do something extra. You can start commenting on other people's stuff. So you can follow people or thought leaders. You can start engaging with them. You can start sharing other people's content. You can do a lot of different things that you can't do on the LinkedIn company page. Also, you can go to the LinkedIn company page and invite people from your network to follow it. Great, great way to you know increase the amount of followers on a LinkedIn company page really easily, very quickly. But one of the one of the pieces that I really like is groups. But before I go into groups, what I wanted to talk about is the mindset of LinkedIn. So when you're going into a, when you're logging into LinkedIn, a lot of people were thinking like, oh, what's it's kind of like going into a networking uh, event and there's so much noise, and there's so many things going on. So I'll look through the feed for a minute, I'll check my messages, and then I'll dip out. Well, if that's the case, you're in and out too quickly. So I like to add a little bit more intrigue and add more content to the channel to make it more interesting. So what type of content are you going to create? Well, going back to the earlier discussion that LinkedIn is only for B2B in many people's minds, think about it from the standpoint of what other businesses will help you grow your business rather than how can I sell more dog food to a business? So actually dog food's a really good one. Let's think about that. What does a, what would a dog food brand do? A dog food brand would go to trade shows. A dog food brand um, uh, company would go and talk to maybe pet stores or pet influencers or chewy.com, which is a big uh, pet superstore online like Amazon or, 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 and, and, and. So guess what? What if my goal was to have more meetings set up at, at a, uh, a trade show? What I could do is I could see who is coming to the trade show that I might want to do business with and then connect with them through LinkedIn messages and searches. 
Or maybe the show has its own LinkedIn group, which I mentioned before. Or maybe there's a pet industry group where there's other people that do different things that can support my business. Maybe I'm having some trouble sourcing some materials. Maybe there's a pet manufacturing group that would have some information that would be useful and some connections that you'd like to look into. Maybe you want to up, uh, increase your profile and you want to be a guest on podcasts. You can find and connect with podcast hosts through LinkedIn as well. Maybe uh, you are looking to change your packaging and you don't know what kind of branding you're, you're going to do and you want some fresh ideas. Maybe you can find um, a pet industry uh, group where they're talking about branding and you can jump in there and have a conversation, create a poll, do whatever you want to do to kind of get, grab their attention and then take the conversation beyond that. So see, the thing is that you can constantly change your approach and just make sure that you are consistent with whatever you're going out with. So if I'm focusing on three different verticals or three different markets, target audiences or avatars, I guess I could call it, what I would do is I would create approach for, approaches for each one of them. So it could be a combination of publishing an outreach, or maybe it's just specific outreach through LinkedIn messages or even in-mails. So there's lots of different ways for you to engage with these individuals in a real way. And they're there because they want to network. So this is a prime opportunity for you to reach out to other people. So if you are a business to business person, so you're selling business services to other businesses, yeah, LinkedIn works. But if you're not into B2B, you still have a lot of businesses that are making your own e-commerce business work. There are referral sources that you can find. There's, um, gosh, there's affiliate program. There's tons of different things that you can find on LinkedIn that will increase your um, pipeline. Uh, you know, we run lead generation campaigns on LinkedIn as well as meeting setting campaigns. Whereas we get people interested to like connect with a BDR or a sales rep, business development representative uh, on from our clients. So we create the message, we find the target audience, we connect with them, we warm them up and we, and we secure the meeting. That's something that you could do as well. So these are things that you might not have thought about with LinkedIn. Maybe you're thinking, ah, it's all people talking about business and it's business only and business, that and the other. You're at a company that does business in an industry that has business and commerce associated with it. It doesn't mean that you have to be, oh, I have to be selling, um, like for me, digital marketing. We're selling digital marketing services. That's a B2B service. Of course, it's going to work really well on LinkedIn. But what if I was selling like a, like a, a, you know, a consumer product? I could find business implications that LinkedIn could really support. I mean, especially with groups. I mean, gosh, you can put, you, you can find a, a really suitable group for your target audience, post a poll in there even, and get like thousands of votes. And every person that's voted, you can see and you can connect with if you think or look at their profile and see if anybody's good to go. And guess what? Then you have something to talk about. Hey, saw you um, commented on this poll. Would love to get your insight as to, as to why you voted as you did. It's a great way of following up creates another side conversation. Now, are you trying to like lead that person into the hardest um, sales call of their life? No, you water all of the engagements and things start to grow over time. And then you, do, you get the dead certs immediately. Like, you know, if you're reaching out to somebody saying, hey, would you like to meet about this? And they say, yes, well, that's a win. But there's lots of different implications on how you can utilize 
you know, linked into the to to a method that is beyond the just marketing services, business services to business companies. There's more to it than that. So what are my biggest tips with LinkedIn? Well, I think making sure that you're looking at it through a different lens is really important because LinkedIn can seem very traditional or very businessy uh, right off the bat. Understand that there's lots of creatives in there. There's lots of people that want to do business with you or could benefit from an engagement with you in some way, shape, or form. So there's lots of things and they're all laying dormant until you go in there and you start engaging them. So there are really strong opportunities there. But one of the things I would say is that in order to really reap the benefits that LinkedIn have has for you and your, in your company is to upgrade to either a premium account or sales navigator account. Sales Navigator would be more so if you're really lead mining and you're really trying to set up meetings and you're really working hard on that. But premium gives you a lot of extra features such as in-mails that can be really helpful if you have specific people of high value that you want to reach out to. For example, um, I've done some campaigns for clients right before a conference in very difficult verticals and through in-mails and a very personalized approach, I was able to score meetings for them based off of those emails. So there's opportunities there. I'm telling you everything that I know works. I'm sure there's more elements out there that I may be aware of or not on that aren't on the deck just yet, such as audio. They're, they're going to be bringing out audio features soon, um, similar to Clubhouse. But right now you're snoozing on something. If you're not on LinkedIn, if you are putting all of your efforts into um, one social media channel, make sure that you're using LinkedIn to fill your pipeline and to continually connect your brand with new and interesting people. Especially if you wanted, even if you wanted to do a thought leader type approach rather than a meeting setting, LinkedIn's a great place to do that. You can share really um, robust thoughts that really spark conversation and can really get engagement. You just have to look at what is successful and see what you can emulate. And that's the easiest way to get started within your industry. So find maybe a leader um, in your industry, find them on LinkedIn and see what they're posting about. And then that's kind of like your jumping off point. Overall, I really do think that LinkedIn is important for all businesses to consider, whether you're outsourcing it to an agency or doing it internally, it's good no matter what. Now you think that that would be the silver bullet of the week the short-term thing that just really can uh, hit home. But I got something else for you. The silver bullet this week is, oh my gosh, so boring, but so important. Okay, get ready to be bored, but get ready to listen, okay? So the silver bullet is creating foolproof postings on social media by using the native scheduler on the social media platform. All right, what does that mean? A lot of you out there are probably using Hootsuite, maybe using Sprout Social, maybe using Buffer. There's a million different scheduling tools out there. Well, have you noticed that lately there's been lots of errors in your posts or maybe things aren't posting at the right time or not posting correctly? Well, these are due to changes not on the actual platform you're scheduling, but on the platform where the scheduling uh, scheduled items are going to be posted to. So the relays, are causing the issue. 
So how do you, what, oh, I have this amazingly big, important campaign and everything is time sensitive and everyone in the team is looking at it. If that is the case, I do not use a scheduling tool. You can walk your butt right over to LinkedIn and your company page, open it up. And if you click on write a post, you're going to see a little, tiny little clock in the bottom right-hand corner of that window. You click on that, it says schedule later, and it opens up a scheduling tool. So you are able to natively schedule on LinkedIn. Now, also same thing, Facebook, same thing for Instagram. And also I know that there's more platforms that are rolling out on a regular basis. Twitter kind of ebbs and flows with it. So I would leave them out of it. Also, I've had very few errors um, on LinkedIn relays. It's usually meta properties or LinkedIn where the, where the issues are pretty strong. So if you are finding that things like that are happening or there is something that's very sensitive, make sure that you are scheduling it through the native scheduling tool on the platform. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I agree. But I would rather have a pain in the ass with actually, I'd like the pain in the ass to be upfront rather than unexpected out of the blue and the world's on fire, right? So you don't want to lose any of your, uh, you know, any of the engagement and the clout and the respect that you've already got because one of your posts didn't do it the right way. So also out there, companies, if you are using an agency that is using a scheduling tool or you've asked them to use your scheduling tool, understand that not all problems with posting is with the agency. It is also with the scheduling tool and the platform it's being scheduled to. The only way that I could say everything is 100% foolproof is to make make wishes or create miracles. Because I do feel like even when you're using the native scheduler, there could be some changes on the platform that could throw you a curveball. So it's a one-two punch, folks. What you wanna do is schedule on the actual platform, then check it after it posts to make sure it did the right thing. So check your links, check your hashtags, check, check your tags, and make sure that everything posted correctly and you're in like Flynn deal is that you spend a lot of time on content, make sure that it, when it hits the audience that you've been working to get it to, it's not half-baked. All right, folks, what, what a packed show today. We went through a ton of stuff. We went through the wonders. Oh my gosh. Just looking at back on all my fond memories, my hits and misses of our episode. Oh, I love the, the Pinterest shoppable shuffles and the uh, Instagram videos, reels being like popped into stories and LinkedIn recruiters using all sorts of uh, cool new technology to make recruitment more interesting. Then we got LinkedIn. Don't sleep on it. Check it out. There's a million things you can do on there. I just brushed the circus, uh, the circus. I did brush the circus once. It was a stinky affair. But anyway, um, the uh, just brush the surface on what you can do on LinkedIn. So definitely more to dive into. Um, but last thing, that little posting tip is a winner. If you are getting errors or your link's not working, schedule it manually on the platform. And that's the way it would work best. So if you enjoyed everything that you heard on our show today, you're going to freaking love our email newsletter. It comes out once a day, Monday through Friday. And it's packed with everything that is late breaking. So I have a 
I have a crack team of Go agents behind the scenes who are following all the stories and trends and finding and handpicking the best ones for you to take a look at. So everything that we covered in the show today is been part of our newsletter. So if you want to be ahead of the curve, please do sign up. You can go to our website, gosalesandmarketing.com and sign up, lickety split, very easy. And then you'll be getting it. Um, if you have any topics that you want me to cover in an upcoming episode, please feel free to uh, reach out to me via Twitter or even during um, be the by the contact form on our website. So go ahead. Um, it's on gosalesandmarketing.com. Again, that's gosalesandmarketing.com. If you need any marketing or digital marketing campaigns or advice or assistance, or you are a company that is really um, experiencing bandwidth issues and needs to add few more hands um, that are skilled into your campaigns, don't um, hesitate to reach out to me or a member of my team. We're happy to give you a quote and walk through everything that you need to be successful. And we're happy to help. We like problems. We like solving them. So, uh, okay, folks, until next time, it's been such a pleasure uh, talking to you again. Some new content coming out very shortly next week. Um, again, don't neglect the old shows. There's lots of really great evergreen content, no matter where you are on your digital marketing journey, whether you are just starting out or you're very experienced, there's something out there for you with a fresh take on it. All right, folks, take care of yourselves and we'll be talking to you real soon on the Bulletproof Marketer. See you guys.